This episode of Cinemavention is brought to you by Routing Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, Wearmall 3, and Kevin Fournier. If you want to become one of the names listed here at the top of the show, go to patreon.com slash is one and support the show today. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. Oh, Best of popcorn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, which my guest has seen before. He is a regular Diamond Club game night contributor and miniature painter. I'm so happy to be joined in studio. Please welcome back Dolan Moles to the show. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. so cool. We we don't have to worry about Zoom or Discord or Skype yeah. lag. Yeah, to, yeah, to pull a brushwood, I can touch Willie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull it a you, you listen to the cord killer or watch the episode of Cord Killers for that. Yeah. Uh, cuz yeah. But yeah, no, you have the um specific in the distinct distinguished honor of being the very first in-studio guest for Cinemavention. How does that feel? Uh, it feels pretty special, actually. So, you know, hearing about this podcast since I've been, you know, I joined, I joined you guys in game night, um, you know, back in October-ish. Mm-hmm. And hearing about this podcast and then going, finding it and listening to my own, like you're talking with Amos on your first episode and all this mm-hmm. things and seeing how and, hear, and seeing who you've spoken with and listening to the podcast yeah. and now I'm your now I'm your first sister guest. So it feels it feels cool, and I'm glad yeah. to, glad you have it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, the reason we are all in studios because we're at Turtle Days HQ. We're here for Turtle Days. We've got a we got a live studio audience watching us today. So uh, so that's really exciting. And we got multiple camera angles. I can look at that one or that one or that one. <laughs> so all kinds of uh, all kinds of fun stuff here. So. Let's get into this episode as we continue Marvel Month here on Cinemavention. Guardians of the Galaxy is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors. Where do you think it's streamed on, guys? Where do you think? Of course, it was, of course you got it right. It's Disney+. Plus. Guardians of the Galaxy was released by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures on August 1st, 2014. Movie was directed by James Gunn and stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saladane. Saldana. Saldana. Dave. Batista. Batista, Vin Diesel, and Bradley Cooper. I should have checked that before I read those. That's that's okay. Movie had a budget of $195.9 to $232.3 million. It made $772.8 million in theaters. So not nearly as much as the other ones. But box office, uh, box office numbers are only part of the picture when did you first see this movie, uh, Dolan? I assume probably in theaters. Yes, yeah, uh, I definitely saw this in theaters because uh, this this movie came. I guess it, as was said, this was uh, uh, fall two thousand thirteen. Uh, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had and that was about the same time I had started a tradition with a friend of mine to go see all the Marvel MCU movies and a couple of the other painful ones that were coming out of time by like Sony and Fox to mm-hmm. see them in theaters so uh on release weekend so i probably saw it 
really, if not release day, like the next day. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, and I honestly, like, I know where my ticket is from originally seeing this. I saved them all. I just couldn't find it before, or I couldn't get to it before Turtle Days. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I said that box office numbers were only a small uh, slice of this story because I got to tell you, Guardians of the Galaxy was a fun and unique movie in the MCU universe, I will say. Because up until this point, we've covered Iron Man, we've covered Avengers. And for the most part, like, of course, like the stories are different in every capacity, right? But it structurally, structure wise, they are, they all kind of follow somewhat of a similar pattern in the sense of like style of the movie, right? This one in particular, though, is is like it's got action, it's got comedy, it's got thrill. Like it it encompasses all of those really well, and I really enjoyed this movie for that. Yeah, no, it was definitely one of those uh, at the time. Uh, one I think, if I remember correctly, the one that just came came before this was uh, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. No, yeah, Captain America Winter Soldier if I remember correctly at this time. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a movie that uh, had some pretty serious themes after it. So if you're um, watching this as you go, you know, in order as you go along and release date, there's, it was uh, a good break from the serious notes and the serious drops. So when you eventually do Mm -hmm. get to that, I definitely recommend keep, you know, keep that in mind of like, Oh yeah, we had just seen that serious moment. And then now we're in this comedy film. That's all, you know, lighthearted and, right Just, you know yeah absolutely and uh yeah we'll we'll get into that a little bit later because i have some thoughts about uh about the director of this as well um but uh we start out we meet peter quill slash star lord see i always have trouble when we're talking about these with the podcast right because you have two alias names for the same person so i never know who to like like in the last one i think i was just calling them by their like actual actor names so i don't know I'll, i'm gonna interchange him a lot but we meet peter quill and star lord as a young boy and it's like the first like maybe only like the first five or ten minutes we meet him as like a little as a young boy he's in the hospital and his mom unfortunately dies from a disease i don't know if it it's was a, it was a uh, a brain uh brain cancer or brain tumor yeah yeah i knew it, I, it was probably i knew it had to be explained in there but yeah um and uh and it, for me, it's like, I get why he didn't do this, right? But it was like so frustrating to me that he doesn't hold her mom's hand while she's dying. Like, that's literally her last words is to do it. He doesn't do it. Like, I I don't know. Everyone deals with grief in different ways, of course. But, you know, I have to speculate. Like, is it because he doesn't want to accept his mom is dying or, as a reality? I mean. Yeah, well, it, I, I see it as one of those more of as like, the you know he just you know he it's you know it's not one of those like oh the mom wakes up next day and she's you know she's dying the next day it's you, mm-hmm. you as if you you see her she's lying in the hospital bed she has all the tubes and all the you know she's she has definitely the markers of chemo mm-hmm. um and uh yeah you could definitely tell like yeah he's been he's been watching her get sicker and sicker as she goes along so he's like yes right. but he hasn't really processed it it's mm-hmm. still and like he it's you know it gets to that point you see him you know you, you when you open up you see the young peter quill he has the listening to his his uh 
tape, which we'll get into a little yes. bit later. Yeah. But yep. um, and he's he's calming himself down and yeah, yeah. using his relaxation technique, which again we'll get into more later. But yeah, it's I, it's one of those like yeah, okay, it's finally he's finally realizing yeah, my my mom is going to die today, and mm-hmm. it's just a uh, just him still denying it. Yeah, and so after the title card, we uh, we uh, we we jump ahead. What, what was it? Twenty six years later, uh, twenty six, twenty five, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was, was nineteen eighty eight when we start. Twenty six late years later, that would put us twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Okay, so yeah, it is set in present time. Yeah, this was still at the point where where um it were because the timeline became all wonky with um how they were releasing the movies. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, the, the again, it's been changed several times. Sure. Um, but at the time, MCU said when the movie is released, that's the year it takes place. Mm-hmm. And right on. because there are some markers that say, hey, they almost, you know, summer season, this is whatnot. But they always said it's that year. Yeah. Yeah. And then it then it get changed all back. But I if I remember correctly. This is one of the few that are still like, yeah, this is 2014 which actually we see later in the MCU and I'll leave it at that for, you know, much, much later. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so we find out that there is an orb that, uh, that Peter Quill star Lord is after. And he of course is immediately ambushed for it by, um, Korath, Korath, the pursuer. Right. Yeah. But he does manage to get away, but it's during this fight that we learn pretty quickly that, Star-Lord is definitely a superhero, like no question about that, right? But in this movie, like I mentioned before, there is a trope of bringing in comedic elements. You have Chris Pratt playing the role of Star-Lord slash Peter Quill in this. And, you know, he has like those comedic moments in this movie. Like he's not 100% serious, but he spruces in some comedy in there. And during the watch party, I was told that that is very much a James Gunn trope. Would would you say that that's accurate? Well, with, I, to be honest, like I have not seen that many James Gunn films, but definitely from like uh, the Suicide Squad, the one that the most recent one, mm-hmm. um, and and Guardians Two, Guardians, and and the limited stuff that I've seen, I can definitely for say that yeah, no, this is def. You, you could definitely tell like oh, this is James Gunn. This is because he has the these the over the top characters who were not trying you can tell it's not a comedy for the sake of comedy it's a comedy right. in the moment it's like a situation uh not like a not sitcom level quality but a, a comedy but like yeah they're just being naturally funny right right and it, and it does not feel overbearing and he's right. able to switch it to the you know yeah the it, it, you can yeah it's not overbearing like you said yeah it, like it's it's a healthy balance right um so after star lord escapes and gets the orb um this was this was what confused me a lot because of course we we meet Peter Quill's sort of quote unquote father figure I guess you could say Yondu played by none other than Michael Rooker which of course the Diamond Club and Michael Rooker have had a long past together they do, they do? yeah this is again, they, again newer member this is the... even before this is even before I got into Diamond Club this is this had to be like early NSFW like late bb live show is that right audience just give me a nod yeah and it's okay. at dragon con yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, which is where the don't get record uh thing came from yeah so either way so yeah michael rooker's in this film we have lots of history with michael rooker here in the diamond club so that's pretty exciting 
and he demands that he gets the orb. Now, at first, when I hear that, right? So, we could, because here's the thing: we also find out later on that he is responsible for abducting the Peter Quill at the beginning of the movie that we just saw, like moments prior, right? And so I'm still a little confused personally as to what Yondu's role in this story is because he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's not a good guy either. Well, right? Or is he a bad guy? He's he's I would uh, I he's not an antagonist, sure. And he's not. I wouldn't say he's a. I would not say he's a bad guy, but he's well. It, you might have missed this because it's one of those like throw off, throwaway line uh, throwaway lines that you can mm-hmm. not, well not necessarily throwaway, but we know that like why uh peter knows where the knows where the orb is they're on uh Z- not xandar i can't remember. i knew the planet name i looked it yeah, up xandar yeah no, xandar's later in the, the movie anyway oh uh, you're talking about here yeah yeah the, the, the planet which the founds the orb the the dead planet uh of of whatever gotcha um, yeah 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 uh is an info that he got from uh yeah uh, uh yandu yeah and the other ravagers Mm-hmm. And he kind of spoke off and did his own thing, which was against the code of the Revengers, which is like an honorable pirate, you know, renegade, whatever you want to call it. And he was, you know, pseudo breaking it by not hey sharing the spoils with with the whole other. Okay. Yeah, you'll learn more about. Yeah, when you eventually do get the Guardians too, you'll learn a little bit more about the Ravagers. Okay. Actually, a lot more, but that's a. So yeah. so it's one of those things where like in Volume One, it's just not explained as much. Hey, oh, it's it's explained. It, yeah, it's not explained as much. Or directly, okay. there's a few things here and there. Like he's mentioned, like "Oi, I raised you, boy." It's right. like, I could have eat, I could have eaten you. Mm-hmm. That's you know the cute bad, bad Michael Rooker impression. But yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, you know, you you get a little bit of hint from it, but when you get to Guardians two, you'll learn a lot more of the motivations and yeah, exactly what happens. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely. Volume two will definitely be covered at some point. I can already tell you folks, cause, uh, yeah. cause this was a good series and volume three actually comes out later this year. Yeah. It's uh, this, this November, September, November, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the next one. The next one, the next one as of today's date, um, it, the next one is, uh, Thor, um, uh, Thor love and thunder, which is actually, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, which actually comes out in like two weeks. So nice, nice. Right on. Um, and here's the thing about the, uh, about the bad guys in this, speaking of bad guys, of course, it's the classic tale of the good guy gets away with it and Korath and his henchmen go back to their boss, Ronan, the accuser who reports to his boss, Thanos, uh, who is willing to destroy the planet Xandar if Ronan can bring the orb to Thanos. Like, I don't know what it is because it felt like this in the Avengers too, like, because it feels like a business corporate ladder, right? Yeah. With bad guys, right? Like, and it and it happened in the Avengers as well, because Loki reports to the other and seeks approval from the other by completing the task at hand, the evil task at hand, right? Like, right. this feels like a business corporate ladder. Like, am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not. It's it's one of those like everyone has their own motiv- motivations. Mm-hmm. Is you know, as we later find out, the orb contains the uh, the power stone. Right, which has you has one of the, it's just you know has the, the Ottoman's power to just destroy things. New leader see in the scene of the collector. Oh, like it, no one can really hold this mm-hmm. without something else. You see, you see later, um, 
you see later uh, Ronan take it and throw it in his hammer, and he's using it as you know mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And then uh, yeah, and there's you know other things you see later. You know, right? I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, but they could also control it within that. You know, so one person can hold it. Right. Makes me makes me wonder though too if Thanos at one point at, at what what at one point in his evil career was reporting to someone higher up in the corporate ladder at some point. It's just one of those things. It's like I just it, 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 then you get you start getting into personal theories at that point. But you know, um, speaking of Thanos, uh, this is truly kind of the first time that I have seen that I have seen Thanos in a movie. You know, because I mean, he was in the closing credits of the Avengers. To be fair, right? But but this is like his first like full on appearance for me. I'm sure he's popped up in other. MCU movies before this. Um, but uh, but Thanos, more importantly, we, we can take away from this, is part of the Avengers universe as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, which, you know, which raises important questions that I personally have about the lore of Marvel because all of a sudden I'm like, well, if these two movies are connected through Thanos, how are the Guardians and the Avengers related? Do they know each other? Uh at this point in the timeline, they do not know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I, will, on, all I will say to again for because this is gonna be one of those things where it's you know reading through that's gonna be a little bit spoilery. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it's just they do eventually meet each other, and the circumstances of that can be relayed for much later. But they at this point in the timeline that they, they don't really know each other, and they haven't really heard they have not heard of each other. It's like the only and I from and. There's some, there's some like fan theories and stuff, and how Thanos knows knows of the Avengers because at this point he had not been to Earth. Right, and his only interaction had been through Loki, as a, as we saw in in Avengers. In Avengers, it's yeah, you know that, and so, and maybe we heard something about okay, you know, in uh, in some of the like the psychic calls uh, Loki had with the other, and then other to Thanos might have told him about Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But at this, but that's really all fan theories, and sure, yeah. And again, all we do, all we really know is, again, timeline later in the timeline, they they may or may not meet up. You know, wait for just keep just keep watching the MCU, will, and you'll you'll, yeah. you'll get there. Yeah, I know. It, it, I I don't know because for a while it's like I, I I get that from a certain standpoint. It's like it's frustrating. It, it's it's just still frustrating for me that it's like like just keep watching the mcu and it's like well yeah but, but that's like 17 movies <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it, this is it's definitely <laughs> one of those franchises where the i i mean I, as uh um kuhan uh said in last week's episode mm-hmm. um the early movies yeah you get they're pretty individually but as you go on and on the in the mcu mm-hmm. it it makes it really difficult uh, sometimes it, it sometimes makes it difficult to watch Later, later installments that haven't seen out, seen others, be, uh, and there is something like yeah, you, if you haven't seen like even you know, not gonna say which movie or what, but if you see some non MCU movies, like it, some things don't necessarily make sense. But sure, sure, and all right, so it's 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 just again one of those like it's just I mean we love it, you know we're we, we're you no know, we're nerds so we love it, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's definitely some becomes you know sequels 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 sequels. Yeah. Well, and especially like because it's like for people like me who are just getting into it, it's like I feel bad for people like me who are just getting into it. And it's like they're like, oh, I 
Yeah, I did not sign up for all of this. <laughs> well, actually, you did by, by creating well, this I podcast. Did. But, I know. did, but, you know. Yeah. But, but, yes, sir, go ahead. Oh, no, because I was going to talk about uh, Thanos a little bit more here because I had no idea that Thanos had uh, two daughters, Nebula and Gamora. And apparently Gamora is Thanos' favorite, which is hilarious and also dark in a way because we find out later about what happens with Gamora. But um, but nevertheless, Gamora steps up and decides that she will go after Peter and try and get the orb from him. What we don't realize until later on, though, is that Gamora is in a very important character in this story. And I think, dare, dare I say it, she kind of switches, switches sides halfway through the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. She definitely, uh, if you could... um. You could definitely tell she wasn't always, especially the beginning, she wasn't always a hundred percent with Thanos' plan. Mm-hmm. And then again later, again I hate the, again I hate the bullets again, but again later movies really you find out why she is. And granted, we also I have the benefit you have the benefit of being told, watching these movies the first time and seeing these characters the first time. Mm-hmm. So on rewatch, so you get to see this. But as this is like my fifth or sixth rewatch, mm-hmm. I know th- I now know things of motivations of these characters. So. Um, or in, in some of the other viewers, so it's you're like, oh, that's why she, you know, was like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, I'll go help. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go after, you know, go after the orb here here on Xandar, right? And then I'll be the one over, you know, letting Nebula continue to work with um, Ronan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but again, as you have this benefit, and that's just, and I honestly like seeing this through your eyes, like, hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and so we go back. So Peter has the orb, and he's trying to sell it to this broker that we only see like two times really in the whole movie because uh uh because yandu is uh looking for peter and goes to the broker right but the broker knows as soon as he finds out ronan is involved he wants nothing to do with this transaction and gives it straight back to peter not only that but kicks him out of the store because he knows that it's going to be more trouble than it's worth. Oh yeah, it's because it's one of those things. As you, as it's as you, there was like a newscast that said, "Oh yeah, Ronan is, um, is is kidnapping and killing Zandarian or uh, Kree, not Kree. Um, uh, one of the uh, not not Kree, not yes, Kree. Sorry, I'm mixing up. Uh, there's like three different. There's a couple different major alien races and things can mm. mix them ahead. But yeah, no, like, yeah, because it's one of those like. Including one that Peter had on his ship, I might add, but carry on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so he's just, once he hears, like, oh, this person who's, you know, killing, you know, killing all, uh, other people in a, on the planet, he's just like, nope, nope, no, would not want to be part of this. Do not mm-hmm. want to, you know, risk, you know, get myself getting kidnapped and killed just for this. Like, I want to make as little waves as possible. So, yeah, I yeah. don't blame, I don't blame uh, the, uh, the broker for. Oh, yeah, no, I don't either. But I just thought that kind of funny it's like because it's because because he's like the transaction goes through and everything and then he's just like or not <laughs> yeah yeah and that's actually uh exactly and actually funny enough is like that broker is such a minor character yet in the the guardians of the galaxy pinball machine we saw earlier at uh i think we did earlier today in turtle days oh yeah yeah, yeah. apparently he was one of the characters you could collect on the uh on the pinball machine <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, all the guardians funny. it's all the guardians plus the broker plus the broker <laughs> Yeah, that's gar- that's such a random thing. What? Uh, okay, sure. I mean, pinball machines are 
you know, pinball machines are pinball machines. So yeah, it's like when like oh, you want to have eight things and there's only and there's only like six or seven minute characters. It's like it's like mm-hmm. the Lego video games. It's like oh, you get to have uh, surrender numbers one through five, mm-hmm. and the Skywalkers and stuff. So it's yeah, it's right. hey, we can see say that we want a couple hundred characters. Yeah, and of course, as soon as Peter gets kicked out of that uh, that broker place. He then gets attacked by Gamora and another fight scene breaks up between the two of them. But then they are later joined by Rocket and I am Groot. I always have to say Groot as that because I am Groot, right? Oh, you know, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel rocks these. Like, he really him. did, right? Yeah, which actually interesting about the Groot is Vin Diesel recorded, you know, because, you know, they dub these films all over the world in all different languages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel, he, he knows like a decent amount of that or even just passively knows oh, these amount. Really? So he recorded the line for Groot in in like a bunch of different bunch of different languages with the team inflections. Oh yeah. yeah if, you go, if you go watch the behind the scenes, um that's crazy. Yeah, go, yeah, if you go find them, it's it's just really impressive. You hear him go like Yo soy Groot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, no the broken ass Spanish. But yeah, no, if you continue on, yeah, no, uh yeah, it's just, it's really impressive to see this. So, so a lot of these people get this get to see a lot of the people um, around the world get this get to have the same reaction to hearing mm-hmm. that we do to hearing these amazing and amazing actors. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I because I I always read the IMDb summary to prepare for this show, and I was reading that um, Rocket and Groot have a bounty on Peter, and they're trying to get the orb as well. So like. Why are why do they want it exactly? Well, it's it was one of those things where um and again back to Yond- Yondu's scene where he yells at Peter for like breaking the code of the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. He closes the screen, hangs up the call, and yell and tells his buddies put out a put out the bounty of X amount of credits on 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 uh, Peter so that way we can. Oh, um, so they're working for Yondu. Uh, yes, working for Yondu, and we're working as independent bounty hunters because it was oh, it was okay, one of those gotcha. like oh, it's posted on the. You know the space internet saying, "Hey, ah, hey, hey you find this guy, grab him, bring him to me, and what he has with him, and you I'll earn, pay you handsomely." Right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that Which makes is- sense. Um, and <laughs> I find it funny that they're having this brawl over the orb, right? And then they just get arrested by the Nova Corps, which I assume are kind of just like, kind of the neutral party in all of this, like. It- I think of them as like the defenders of, of yeah. uh, Xandar. They're they're they have a bit more major role in the comics. Yeah, and there's well, the, and it's one of those things where it's like because the superheroes get locked up as well, right? And I guess they just don't. They're just not aware of their power. I guess I'm not really sure how that works exactly, but but um, but then they're basically sent to what's essentially. I know it. I know it's got a. I know it's got a name, but I just I I'm just gonna call it space jail because I because I just love calling it space jail. What, what did you say it was called? It's called the kiln. Okay. K Y K Y L N. Yeah, because a I'm never gonna remember that, and b space jail is just more fun to say, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those, yeah, it's, it's space jail, and it's you know it has all the tropes <laughs> of like the fictional space jail. Oh, yeah. you enter in, you get to you know the just the pseudo yeah. customized to the your specific alien race. Mm-hmm. Uh, prisoner, uh, prisoner uniform, 
Right. And well, and, and, and yeah, because I particularly love that moment. They're they're getting booked in the jail and Peter Quill just starts flipping the bird like in the. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Eddie. He, Eddie's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like I can't get this middle figure to go down. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? yeah. And actually, what's even funnier is in, in the trailer, like that, because, you know, they're Disney does these PG trailers and PG-13 trailers. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, movies be shown between their PG movies, PG-13 while he's doing the the cranking the bird. It was obscene. Yeah, it it uh the automatic screen that you saw them explain like okay who all these characters are like, you know the the holograms. It was mm-hmm. obscene. It said it blocked it off with obscene dete- uh, obscene gesture detected. <laughs> it was it was one of those. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, no, it's yeah. So he's doing the same thing, but it blocks it off, and it was it was one of those great visual gags that mm-hmm. like yeah, the kids don't quite understand. But uh, those who are a little bit older still get the joke. But mm-hmm. and honestly, if they had left that joke in in the original movie, it would have the same impact. So it's right. really funny. Yeah, which is yeah. also kind of funny. It's like, how did he learn that when he left as a kid on Earth? Who taught him that? Uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody in space. It, people talk. <laughs> and and I also love uh, again speaking of moments that I love. There's someone in space jail who is giving Peter a hard time. And Groot just takes care of that problem real quick. Just like, like basically like, like Groot is like the nicest creature ever. Right. And then you see him just like attack and he's just like, turns into the most vicious person ever. Like the contrast is just amazing. Oh yeah. No, it's yeah. Groot is definitely like everyone's best. He's very, I think the the word I was trying to is he's just, very childlike but uh-huh. and very not as literal as drax but is very right as we would see later but is he's yeah. very much just like i will defend my friends even if i've just met you it's like he's friends with everybody until you prove him not to be and if you prove mm-hmm. not to be stand out and uh yeah speaking of, and did you know who that uh that person who was you know harassing peter was voice no no nathan fillion from firefly and uh, some other uh Space shows again. That's something that's hmm. called, that in the rookies. When I think okay. Mind, but yeah. I, I need to see Firefly. I need to see Firefly. Actually, you know what? So do I. <laughs> yeah, no, it's again as I've said. You and our, you and ours, you know, movie list that we need to watch are very similar. Mm-hmm. But I've still seen more than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, fair enough. Yeah, no, it's, you were talking about Drax just a second ago. We and we meet him in space jail, right? Drax the Destroyer, right? But but don't but don't forget that metaphors go over his head. Yeah, his people are very literal. So it's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. including that metaphor that I just did. <laughs> yeah, he is too fast. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Drax, uh, but Drax wants to kill Ronan personally because it turns out that Ronan at one point killed his entire family. And I, it's just like he tries so hard, but is unsuccessful at it. I'll give him credit for trying, though, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's determination. You know, it's one of those like, overconfidence can be, a, can be a thing but yeah at least he tried mm-hmm. i mean surprisingly he didn't say you know my name is drax the destroyer you killed my 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 wife prepare to die mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh yeah no but and, well and and what's cruel is that ronan d- says he doesn't even remember killing his family but then later on he does uh, or well I kind of he, well i it's one of those i i don't know if he actually does remember it because again he's been killing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Not gonna say, not gonna compare him to who, but you know, yeah, and, uh, but yeah, he's been killing a lot of people throughout the, you know, his career as the bad guy leading up to this film, right? You, you see, like you saw in the newscast, yeah. So he's like, it's one of those things where he's he's killed so many people, 
he it's everyone's just a blank face to him because mm-hmm. he's right he, yeah because he yeah because he has no feelings when he does it you know um and, yeah i can see and i see that like oh i remember as like an intimidation technique to or as or, or to goad um uh the goad drax into making sloppy mistakes mm-hmm. which later we see he does like overestimating his ability to fight um ronin yeah and uh so the space jail really wants to kill gamora right and i suppose for obvious reasons right but and this is where we learn that gamora is supposedly going against her father's wishes father being thanos of course at, but she claims she's not working for ronin or thanos because everyone is suspecting that right i mean as a viewer you would suspect that right given that she was literally there with thanos like just a second ago right Right. And we also, but we also learn later on in the story that Thanos actually killed her parents and took, basically Thanos took her hostage, which is probably right. Thanos called her his favorite, which it just makes it even more messed up in my mind. Right. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm thinking about the word this without spoiling things, but yeah, it is very much like Thanos's story with Gamora is a very, it's a dark one. And me, mm-hmm. yeah, and again, keep watching on again i hate to say this as we discussed but yeah no it's mm-hmm. one of those it's one of those you learn a lot more about gamora throughout the mcu and mm-hmm. you you, know, you you learn to feel for, for gamora really and yeah exactly and, and it's kind of and even in this movie yeah yeah and as you hear about her and even gamora's relationship uh, adult, uh, uh relationship with the other dot with uh the other uh nebula mm-hmm. it becomes even you know it you really do feel for gamora right yeah well, and, and she has a plan to sell the orb to someone else, the collector, and split the profits with Peter, Rocket, and Groot. And why why the collector specifically? Is it just for safekeeping? Well, like the collector is a character, um, from my rough understanding of the comics. Uh the collector is pretty much like he just likes to hold things. Like again, he's literally his name is the, the collector. collector. Yeah, right. he likes to hold on to things and not let them out of his grasp. So it's one of those. It's the better of you know a couple evils. Sure, out there it's like yeah, I know. I the the chances of um, than of her father Thanos or Ronan getting it is that much lower because the uh, the collector also has all of their weapons and other things to help defend it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I will you know minor spoiler for uh, the what if episode that's kind of tied with uh, uh, this Which, this movie Guardians okay. and next week's move next next week's movie you know a little bit of tease for that mm-hmm. um you learn you learn you learn that the collector yeah no he, he can he can kick ass if he wanted to mm-hmm. yep fair enough but again what ifs are a lot of things are a little bit you know alternate timeline timeline yeah. I, I do want to check out what if now that i've seen a uh, couple of marvel movies yeah if you do reach out to one of us uh, let you know like because some of them will spoil other yeah ones, but there's other ones you can watch like if, yeah it, it yeah what if sounds like one of those things where it's like you can watch episodes out of order and be completely fine like it's not one of those week to week up type of series yeah no you can watch those there it's all out of order uh, well, it's all out of order except for the last episode. Mm-hmm. That one you have to watch. The season one you have to watch the, that last episode at the end of after watching all the other ones. Because sure, up. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. The uh, what if series is definitely one of those, ser- those series. The series is that as long as you watch the associated Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't say it all right at the beginning of it. It's just one of those things where yeah, you released, just kind of have to do your research, I guess. Uh, yeah, do your research or talk to either myself or Max Drillbot or. 
mm-hmm. or Tom or slash uh, yeah, Captain Jack nine one three. Um, you'll be glad. Yeah, we we reach out to one of us. We'll be glad to like say, hey, you know, you've seen this, you can watch this. Like from yeah. what you've seen so far, you're more you can watch. Um, you can watch the oh, you can watch the what if about uh, the what if uh, the what if episode. Like what if mm-hmm. Blank was a Star Lord? Right. Yeah. No. That's that sounds really fun. Um, and uh, Rocket has a plan to escape space jail, right? And it requires a whole bunch of steps that are like necessary. Like he's going over the plan, right? I love this. He, uh, which you know, he, um, like he's like he re- requires this whole bunch of steps. Like he's in the middle of explaining it, and he's like, "Oh, and we need the battery." To which Groot immediately rips the battery out. <laughs> that yeah. they need and immediately oh, sets yeah. off all the alarms it's like you, oh Groot yeah it's it's right that is actually one of my favorite tropes of the uh, I can't remember what it's called on TV tropes but it's the not I, I like to call it the not reading the the whole instructions before doing the tasks right it's, right yeah mm-hmm. it, yes it's one of the because you immediately as as uh, Groot starts to reach up and do yeah. it he what? says it is very important we do that last it would do or not <laughs> or or shit where we got to figure something out fast oh yeah <laughs> what's funny too is rock as a rocket asks for a leg and peter got it he's like he didn't even need the he's like what you got the leg oh i didn't need that leg like he's what a troll man yeah. like yeah he is like rocket is such a troll it's so funny yeah yeah that whole trope of oh this guy has this cool prosthetic i need it but he doesn't really need it. No, he doesn't at all. It it becomes, it's a very, it's a common trope and it actually, you know, it works out well to the character of like, you know, being that like unpredictable badass, but still like Mm -hmm. you, again, as you see, you see him in, um, as they're getting books, you see him with all the cybernetics on his spine. You you do feel, again, like all these guardians, you feel for them Mm -hmm. because they've, they're, they're losers. They've lost things Mm -hmm. to quote the movie, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, you, you definitely do feel for, um, yeah, for for yeah, and it's 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 a lot of funny, and there's you know again better spoiler for two, there's you get something that comes later in the MCU. Fair enough, fair enough. Nevertheless, they are able to turn off the gravity off, and they are able to escape from space jail. And what's the first thing that you do when you escape space jail? What's the first thing that it you do? What's the next step in the story? So it's of course to go to Vegas and get drunk and gamble, right? Or at least the at least the universe Vegas equivalent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though that's all seen of like, well, we're here on we're here on nowhere. What do we you know, they're not quite ready for us to uh, the collector's not ready quite ready for us. Yeah, so what we'll just we, get drunk and gamble in Vegas, looks right? Over, yeah. Looks over a bar. And then <laughs> right which like it like 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 vegas it always ends up with people fighting in the parking lot for dumb reasons so it's you know it's one of those things right like it's exactly like vegas in that aspect with people fighting in the parking lot you know what will i have i don't know what you've experienced but i don't think i've oh wait no my slot once at a bar i worked at yep can't say uh, okay all right fair enough yeah um <laughs> but uh and, and i and i love this that, because at this point peter tries to sweep gamora off her feet like this is the very first moment where uh where uh where peter tries to get with gamora like peter ha peter has the feels right but well, or as she described it i guess pelvic sorcery which i thought was hilarious yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's yeah i mean it, if you remember the, from the beginning of the film uh is like when he's running away from from the uh 
uh, from the uh, from the characters at the beginning, mm-hmm. it, uh, and you know, in the spaceship and kind of you know doing the hyper jump up. He has that you know that random girl just sing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he you'd later see. Yeah, I know it's you can tell he's kind of a um, yeah. Like, oh, and I play, forgot he's to like, mention he's, he's, like a, he's kind of like the playboy like cat, I don't want to say Casanova, but it's like yeah. yeah. He's, Speaking of which, that reminds me, I forgot to mention the Stan Lee cameo where Stan Lee is trying to pick up this young lady at the bar and yeah. Rocket calls him an old pervert, which was yeah. so funny. Yeah. I think there's a, I think that's actually his title is uh, the title that character in the credits too is old pervert. Oh, yeah, I know that would not surprise me. That feels like a Stan Lee thing that he would do. Oh, yeah. No, you, um, <laughs> rest in peace, Stan Lee. Yeah, no, he's I feel like I feel like Stan Lee is one of those people that he like he can make fun of himself like really good so but uh but back to peter and gamora he uh he tries to sweep her off her feet with that mixtape which we'll talk about later i promise folks we're not ignoring the mixtape we we have an entire dedicated section to it Just hang on all right but uh but he invites her to dance with them and makes a reference to footloose which was which is hilarious which reminded me i'm like we probably we should probably cover footloose on yeah. this show only pro- the, here's the only problem with covering Footloose though is it's just going to turn into a why I hate religion podcast and I don't know if everyone wants to hear that <laughs> yeah. but maybe they do I don't know yeah it's I it's been a, if, if I have seen Footloose it's been a long time so yeah, yeah it's I, if, yeah, if, the, if you want a why I hate religion edition of Cinemavention email email at cinemavention.com and let me know <laughs> but we get we finally meet with the collector and this is probably i would argue the one of the most important moments in the entire film because we meet the collector and his well collector items right yeah like there were so many things he collected in there like he had an alien assistant and a bunch of others what else did he have oh yeah no uh yeah if you see in the background you see uh um you see things uh see things like um uh, you see the dark you see a dark elf that was seen earlier in Thor the Dark World which mm-hmm. is a, it's a movie um uh then you, you, there's ton there's tons of others yeah and one of the uh because you know as we know this was voiced by James this is a hidden by James Gunn mm-hmm. oh wait oh no that no, sorry that, I was gonna say there's another thing he collected but that's a later in one of the Russo film okay yeah, sorry but anyway yeah you see so many things like that and then back to the what if yeah you see some other artifacts from the MCU there. It's in it, it's one of those things where you could just watch it for hours and or not hours, but you know several times, and you would see a different thing every, every sure, time. Sure, and and there's a scene where in this part where Peter Quill picks up the organ, uh, picks up the orb, and accidentally drops it. And it this is important because from my understanding, it sounds like that was where he. It sounds like like he accidentally dropped that for real, and it, the take was so good that they left it in. And or like it was intentionally done or something. I, I've heard both ways, so I'm I'm still mm-hmm. not 100. I'm sorry. Either w- either way, apparently that was an um that was an improv moment that just happened during shoot during the shoot and they left it in. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, no, it's yeah, no, that's I again. I'm as I said, you know, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Which way is the correct way? But either way, it just speaks so well to uh to the character of like mm-hmm. is like you know doesn't quite know how to be serious, but does his best at acting at being serious because mm-hmm. he's you know seen all this weapons and crazy stuff and yeah yeah and on just just the unsettling nature of the collector that you don't that peter doesn't know how to react in this moment so he's mm-hmm. like 
Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, no, definitely. It also speaks to Chris Pratt's acting. Like, have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Uh, Andy Dwyer, his character Andy Dwyer is very similar. Yeah, a little, a little more, a little dumber, but still, as not dumber humor, just yeah. But it's still, it's it's definitely speaks about the uh, Chris Pratt's acting. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I mentioned this is the most important moment in the whole movie because we reveal that the orb has the Infinity Stone which is important in the later Avengers movies. Of course, even I know that, and I haven't even seen the other movies because I know that from, you know, just pop culture references and Fortnite. all that. And Fortnite, too. Okay, fine. I wasn't going to mention <laughs> Fortnite this episode, but you brought it up. Fine. I, 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 had, to call you, I, I had to call you out. Uh, we have to call you out on this. It's what, mm-hmm. because, you know, because you, you call it on the other two episodes from, from Marvel Month. We had we had to right. here, but... Well, yeah, no, I mean, it, cause, well, because Marvel and Fortnite, they just, they have that collaboration, yeah, no, so they br- were able to bring all those IPs in, so. Exactly, yeah. And it, but, um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's understandable, but it's also one of those, it's the idea of these Infinity Stones and these, um, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of the, the Marvel movies have been, have been such a major part of modern uh, uh, modern uh, film media culture. Right. And you know, I'm using media in pretty much, you know, everything from books, the games, the movies to whatever to the internet. Yeah. yeah to the internet, to internet based, you know, um, ARGs that, yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me that you even, even just passively existing on, you know, yeah, today, on the, internet, on the yeah. internet today that you understand this. And it, right. It, and, 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 and the fact that it doesn't, that you hearing about this doesn't, um, didn't diminish the experience of seeing this. Mm-hmm. It just speaks to how well the, exactly yeah. yeah and and i love that Groot. Uh, i don't know if anyone caught this but Groot even is like pointing out the blue cube from the avengers movie i don't know if you guys noticed that or not but that was pretty cool Tesseract, so original cube yeah so like it is yeah so like a reference to the last avengers movie and of course here the alien assistant goes rogue and he like grabs a hold of the infinity stone and what do you know she perishes but you know i mean all in a day's work i suppose right yeah i mean it's heavily implied with with um that these these assistants are not treated well at all so she's like i am done with your shit you know i you know i'm gonna do my i'm gonna take my i don't care if i die i just want to get out of here and maybe take you out with me so no one else suffers mm-hmm. like like you did to me right you know, it's you know, it's one of those. You, you, we've all had bad jobs, but never been that bad. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been that extreme, I suppose. Yeah. Now, I will say, I do have one gripe about this movie. Okay, this is probably the most dumb part of the movie to me personally. Like, and I get that they have. I I get that this is what they did for the story to progress the story along. I just think it's so dumb that Drax calls Ronan in. And like gets his attention to where they're at. Like that kind of blows the whole plan of keeping the orb safe. Like Drax is going out of his way to contact Ronan to fight him. And it gives away their location. Why would you do that if you're trying to keep the orb safe? That's what I don't understand. Well, this moment Drax hadn't, this moment leads to um, Drax realizing he's not invincible. But at this moment, um, He's realizing he thinks he's invincible. He's won a lot of the fights he's had, mm-hmm. you know. So he, he has some hubris, and you know. So it's a power trip. Yeah, it's a di- yeah. It's definitely a power trip. He's definitely like, I can fight him. I can fight. Oh no, I can't. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, as we mentioned, he quickly realizes he can't. Yeah. Um, but 
it did bring us one of the coolest love scenes in the in my MCU journey so far with uh with uh Star Lord saving Gamora from dying out in space. So and here's here's what I'll mention about this because you and uh, you and Tom were mentioning this to me when we were putting this doc together because I'm I I tend to think that after this movie the romance between Peter and Gamora will only blossom in Volume Two and Volume Three I assume but you were saying that you can't say stuff because it'll spoil the next movies. Uh, I will all I will say is just. Just watch and enjoy. <laughs> so no, so no comment is what yeah, no, you no, have. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can, it's, uh, yeah, I'll do the politician. I can either confirm or deny, confirm or deny that, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, fair enough. Uh, it, it, to be to be fair, Kuan did it with the last episode, so fair enough. Um, and uh, yeah, so and, and we try not to spoil other movies while we're talking about the one movie. So yeah, but it, it, yeah, and it, it's it's unfortunate that because of the way you set things up, which I understand why you did, it and you've gone over it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's definitely these films that you've chosen for the month are probably the best ones just to, to watch without being without seeing any other. Because again, right. as Kuan said, post phase two, and as I think I said earlier. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, post phase one and early phase two, you really need to have seen everything beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say everything after Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. you have to have watched it in the release order. Otherwise, it kind of screws you up a little bit. I, Fair enough. I, I would say you could, actually, I would say you could watch uh, Guardians two more or less safely without having seen any other. If I remember correctly, uh, I'm glad yeah, we're seen- we're consulting our uh, official. Guardians of the Galaxy correspondence over here. Yeah, but it, it's one of those because again, at this point, you know they haven't really. Uh, you'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, it's, one and two are fairly separate from the other movies. You're fairly separate. Like you would, it's one of those things you could ask us, and we would just say, "Oh, this is this minor detail," but it's like nothing. Like, oh, character does this thing that's so impactful to you know to why this mm-hmm. you know thing. Yeah, no, that's it. But yeah, but again, we, uh, me, we've all recommended the Cape and Kuan. I think especially recommended. Yeah, after phase, two, really after phase two, watch, um, watch it as it come in the release order, just because it makes a lot more sense. But mm-hmm. you, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we, so I, I guess I should have mentioned. I kind of got lost. Kind of got lost in that explanation there. But Ronan eventually captures the orb. Duh. If you saw the movie, you saw that part. But this is the classic villain trope for for Ronan because he goes back to Thanos and by goes back to Thanos, I mean, he like, quote unquote, video chats with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. You're in space. Yet we still need Zoom. Right. Exactly. But uh, but Ronan. uh, But Ronan tells Thanos that he now has the Infinity Stone. And he basically just cuts Thanos out of the deal entirely. Basically, like, like fuck you. I don't need you. I'll destroy planet Xandar myself, and and then go after you, right? And I believe this is the last time we see Thanos in this movie, right? Is that correct? Um, um, I of course the motorcycle has some thoughts. I'm sure about yeah. that, but uh, but I believe this is the last time we see Thanos in this movie, right? Um, is that correct? Uh, if, I remember, if I remember correctly, I agree with that statement. And uh, this whole trope, uh, I mean, Ronan, all 
Ronan was told this, hey, get this specific orb, you know, from whenever, whoever, whoever has it, just get this orb to me. Mm-hmm. He didn't really know that there's Infinity Stone because, you know, it's one right. of those MacGuffins and the, they're like, oh, it has all this, you know, unlimited power mm-hmm. to destroy wants. So once he realizes, oh, I have the super weapon, I don't need you to kill things for me. I can do it and get all the glory myself. I get all the mm-hmm. self glory myself. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's interesting because that's the last time we see Thanos, but I imagine that Thanos will be plotting his revenge in the next movie, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe, but, you know, it's kind of hard to get um, but, but also, But also Thanos might, in a, in, in a certain sense, be like, uh, whatever, fine, you know? Well, uh, yeah, well, if you well, if you remember, yeah, but if you remember, you know, uh, uh, Ronan kind of got uh, Infinity Stone blasted by the Guardians toward the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll get into a, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As we get, we'll get into that. But yeah, it's kind of like come back from disintegration. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, Thanos has nothing to fight at that point. Yeah, I mean, you could fight the atoms, but you know that's <laughs> right. But uh, but uh, Yondu captures uh, both Star Lord and uh, Gamora, or Peter and Gamora, I guess, and. Um, Yandu is, I'm sure, incredibly pissed at this point because he's double-crossed Peter, right? Or, or Peter has double-crossed him, rather. But Peter has a plan to get the ore back. Well, at least 12% of a plan, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, well, at this point, it's not so much the orb was destroyed in that fight. It's just the Infinity Stone at this point. Right, the Infinity Stone. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, they do have like a capsule thing that they um, that, that was given to them a little bit later, like when they're making oh, that, I when see. they're building that plan, the sub plan, gotcha. as again we'll discuss later in the music section. They're like, oh yeah, do not touch the bare handle, you'll die. Use this. So mm-hmm. yeah, so and from my understanding, I think. Wait, no, yeah, he did. They did put it back in the orb because that way, how they're going to carry it after it after the assistant exploded. Sorry, thank you for the reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, that was. But, uh, I will say this was a little cheesy when they when they go to the who's with me part. Like but, they have this like who's with me and they put their hands in and it's just kind of I don't know. I thought it was a little cheesy to me, but it was it was still cool, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like it was a little cheesy for me, though, but I don't know. Yeah, it's the, the old trope of everyone in team. Right. And everyone else is like, uh, I'm not super confident in this, but let's- also also like at this point, like. I don't know. It's like they're kind of it's weird to me, right? Because they're this feels like it's marketed to kids and yet it definitely has adult language in it. So it's it's one of those weird like hybrid has this thing is they don't make kids movies or adult movies. They make family movies. Right. The way they were they do that as every any everything you watch, no matter how old or young or mature or whatever, Mm -hmm. they make it so that you will enjoy it. Right. Yeah, it's like if you go look at some of the Pixar films, there's jokes in there that you that you, you know you watch as a kid, you're just like, How did they get away with that? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the big record is um the one I like to say is from Ratatouille, it's like where uh uh Lugini is yelling at Colette, it's like I have a tiny he's like, I have a tiny he's about to say chef, because that's what he calls the the rat. You just for a second you see Colette's eyes flicker down and that's all we'll say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it's one of those. Yeah, no, they've definitely. So, having the mix of yeah, the the silly, you know, child, you know, the the childish jokes to the um the mix with the 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 uh, the foul language mm-hmm. makes it so. Yeah, it's a whole family film. I actually really do like that. So it's not you know, in, 
Yeah, I also so, I also agree. Motorcycle. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, but yeah, sorry for the uh, music. Yeah, again. sorry for the background noise, everybody. But, but you know, as I was saying, um, before, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those films where it makes it so everyone can enjoy it. And I think that the the these the, the film these uh, um section of the Marvel film universe do it great. And also, and I also say it's also to do with the actors because you know Chris Pratt has you know been doing has been doing this for a while too of. Yeah, yeah, you know, a little more toward the adult end with Pax and Rec, a little more of the kids with this, and there's a couple things in there because this, yeah, this was before Jurassic World, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, exactly, yeah, I know, and we've got Jurassic World to get to as well. That's another eh, one, eh, maybe we'll see. Yeah, at least, we'll see. At least a mini. We'll see. We'll see. But um, but but it, I, it's interesting to me that Peter decides to go back to the Nova Corps, the same ones that arrested him, right? And they, and he basically tells them that we all need to work together to stop Ronan. And it's one of these things that like everyone was sort of against each other in the beginning of the movie, right? Like everyone was all fighting for the orb at once, right? But then towards the middle to end of the movie, they kind of unite under one common enemy, and that is Ronan, like Anthanos by association, I suppose, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, and but well, well, why should the Nova Corps believe Peter? Because he's quote not one hundred percent a dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, no, it's that was definitely one of my favorite lines of that whole film. It's mm-hmm. we're uh, uh, yeah, we're we're he sends a message about to 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 the uh, character to the character whose name escapes me, but played by John C. Riley, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. amazing comedic actor. Um, he, he, uh, who says it's like. Hey, I'm not. Um, it's like, hey, you know, you're in serious danger. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent a dick, so please trust me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, later, then he goes to talk to Glenn Close's character of Nova Prime, and he says this relays the whole message. And I love the comedic Tommy of just like, do you believe him? Well, I mean, well, ma'am, I don't believe anyone's 100 percent a dick. Uh, and then, then you could see like the character yeah. just like I, like, I and that I think was either slightly improv because just the look at the eye rolling of it just felt too natural to me. Yeah. But also, it's Glenn Close, great but, actress. But I, but I love that it's like they got the message. And Peter's response was, "They got my dick message." <laughs> yeah, no, that was yeah, so funny. Again, Chris Pratt knows how to deliver these jokes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and. So just like the Avengers, like I said, I'm not going to really cover the fight scenes that much because I feel like they're pretty much self-explanatory, right? Like, go watch the movie again if you want to see the fight scenes. Like, it's your standard typical fight scene, right? Yeah, though. Yeah, no, it's definitely, but I would say it's one of the better in the MCU because I just love the, yeah. the, the like, oh, yeah, no. it's like him. It's, it's I'm, I'm not denying they're good. Oh. I'm not denying they're they're, they're good fight scenes i'm just saying for the podcast purposes oh, yeah, no. like yeah. there's nothing to talk about with those it's a fight scene yeah it's right? a fight scene with cool spaceship effects you know you right you've seen star if you've seen star wars boss is what i like to say this right yeah exactly although i will make a comment though that it that it was hilarious that they were waiting for gamora to you know for lack of a better term open the pod bay doors right and she's off busy it's like what is they're like what is taking gamora so long Cuts to her still fighting Nebula yeah. <laughs> at the uh, at the block thing. Yeah, it was the power supply for the doors. <laughs> yeah, the power supply. Yeah, that's it. And it's another one of those like 
hilarious moments that I appreciated, despite the fact that it was meant to be like a serious fight scene. They still got comedy in there. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, James Gunn. You know, as we just as, you, as we said earlier, like the trope of even though that even though that you know, shit is hitting the fan, mm-hmm. they you know they could still quip while they're doing it and. Yeah, I think and they did. They always do a really good job of it. Again, mm-hmm. if you if you get a chance, watch the Suicide Squad. You can watch it on its own without. Really, yeah, the Suicide as Squad. As long as you yeah. have the trope that this is a DC film, the mm-hmm. DC heroes exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know, uh, and you'll you'll enjoy it if you liked this film. Right on. Again, the the newest one, not not the oldest one. Don't watch the oldest yeah. one. Well, so. But uh, but at but at a certain point, they're fighting, and the uh, and the ship is about to crash land into the planet. So Groot sacrifices. It. This is such a sad moment because Groot sacrifices his life we so that they could. Groot. Yeah, we are Groot, right? He sacrifices his life so that they could safely crash land into the planet. Like that was such a sad moment. Like Groot is just gone, right? But at least we know that he'll regrow because remember he is a tree, right? Oh, yeah, and it's, it's it's also part of his 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 species um, survival strategy is. As long as there's a shard, it's like I can't remember how it's exactly worded, but it's like his soul is in any small shard that he gets, mm-hmm. and so when he like a planet and it'll regrow. As you remember, as we see in the post credits, as we see toward the end of the film, the post credit scene of him slowly starting to regrow, and we get you know we get baby Groot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know yeah. baby Groot, and there's a special closing credit scene with baby Groot just dancing. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> That like the other guy just isn't looking. Who was the other person that was? It was there? Drax. Who? Drax was the one who was looking at him. Like, oh, you know, Drax. Was, that's yeah, Drax what was. was sharpening his blades. And, yeah, 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 we'll yeah, to, yeah. We'll get to that when we get to the post credit scene part. Oh yeah, no, that's well, yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say on oh, that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was that was incredible. Um, yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, Groot is definitely an amazing character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I love how like just as Ronan is about to wipe out the planet, like he's all like you will bow to me. Like basically he's then like randomly interrupted with a dance off challenge from, <laughs> from yeah. star Lord. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. The, uh, the, um, the, the uh, Benatar at this time, cause he gets right. Plans. Yeah. The Benatar crashes into, no, it's not the Benatar. It's the, uh, the Milano. Sorry. Benatar is his second ship that you see at the end. Mm. It's the Milano uh, named after actress, Alyssa Milano, who was Peter's child. Right. Crush. Which is, which is yeah, hilarious yeah, named, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah, the Alyssa Milano. Yeah, so it's the Milano. His tape deck on the Milano, which again, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just there. It's playing. He just has his music in it. He hears. Yeah. Um, Here's uh, Sweet Chat, uh, whatever it was. It was. um, What are the music it was? I. Didn't make that note, but yeah, he's just there. He's just dancing. He's like, dance off, dance off. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and it was it was completely meant as a distraction too, because uh, Rocket uh, was able to fire off that uh, that uh, that thing that he wanted to fire it, off. It was the like beginning. a rocket launcher type thing, right? Yeah, it was like and, a rocket launcher, right? Yeah, that I, like that was that whole scene was just freaking incredible, yeah, right? And, oh yeah, and I definitely recommend if you get a chance, go watch the del- the deleted scenes for this movie. You oh. will, you will or afterwards because you butt from laughing so hard oh because, yeah okay again, just just watch the one for this part of the scene lee all i'll say is lee pace amazing actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so peter is then able to grab the infinity stone and of course he's getting you know 
for lack of a better term, shocked by it, you know, but, but that, and then like you go from it, it play, this movie plays with your emotions. Cause it's like Groot, um, Groot sacrifices himself. And then there's a sweet moment where, uh, Gamera says, take my hand. And it flashes back to Peter's mom at the very beginning, telling him to grab her hand. And then, you know, they, they hold hands and then all the guardians are grabbing each other's hands and they together are able to use that infinity stone to kill Ronan. Like that was just an amazing moment. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just, that's just amazing. That was an amazing scene. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Definitely. The, the whole team up of, of, uh, where the, it's like, we're the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. yeah, You said uh, it yourself. We're the guardians of the galaxy. And it started off as like a joke from Ronan, right? Yeah. Ronan said, yeah. Ronan said, look at here. You're guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Like in a mocking tone to save you. It's the, you know, it's again, as I said, the hubris of the veil of hubris of the character of like then instead of just slamming it down you know like every villain has uh, you know again from the incredibles they got him monologuing <laughs> <laughs> yeah again yeah no, that's so amazing um and but here's here's the question to ask right and they ask it even in the movie like how did peter survive and not the collector's alien assistant from before and they even speculate in the movie that Peter is only half human and half something ancient and unknown. Is it, it's less is of what, a speculation? It's one of those like he got a medical checkup mm-hmm. right after the whole after he got it all up, and they literally say, and the, as he they oh you know, yeah, de- that's what it was. You're right. Yeah, it's as yeah. they decon as they're um de- they're uh whatever the word the uh telling okay, we are hiding this for you. You know we're you know we're locking this up. We're keeping it safe so you know people can't get to it and use it use it to hurt people again. <laughs> It's they have to say you you're able to survive in all the amount of time of this because you're only half uh, as they called it, um, Taryn, mm-hmm. another in um, and and half just something very old. We don't know what. Which yeah, you, you learn out later what it is. Oh yeah, no, it's one of those tropes. I'm sure you'll know later. But um, of course, Yondu um wants that orb now as promised, right? And you think he's going to get it, right? But it's like that switcheroo at the end. It's like, he, it's like, got him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, the whole troll doll. Because, like, again, you see later. Yeah, the troll doll, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. you later, like, when he, when uh, uh, Yondu went to visit the broker, he looked at all these little tiny statues and all things like, oh, I'd like to line them up on my control console. Mm-hmm. But, you know, well, well who, it, who doesn't like to have, have you know, little trinkets by their desk? and Yeah. yeah well, it. and I love, too, because it's like Yondu realizes he got trolled, and he just can't help but laugh trolled. at it, right? Like, <laughs> uh, but, but, he do, but he really does. He gets trolled, right? But, like, I, he can't help but laugh. Like, I, I just... He's just, like... Getting I, got, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, he's... A minor thing is, he's been, a, been Peter's father figure for the longest time. Mm-hmm. He's definitely he's like, I raised that boy right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, and it, and it and of course it ends right where we began. Like Peter opens the gift from his mother. Bearing in mind, by the way, let let's let's remember here, people, because the movie is only two hours and what two hours and thirty yeah, minutes long, something like something that. like that. His bearing in mind, it's been what. 122 minutes, so just yeah, over two hours. Just over two hours, yeah. Thank so you, it's, Captain Jack. But bearing in mind, yeah, so it's only been two hours for us. It's been 20 plus years since his mother died, and he's just now opening this up, right? 
And we found out that his mother gave him the nickname Star-Lord. And because of that, I just feel like there's deeper story ties that aren't explained in the movie that are a result of this letter. Like, does his, like, is his mother and father connected in some capacity, you know? Like, I don't I mean, know. They, it's, conne- they, they connected in, at one point. You know, that's how Starlord came well, to be. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. All right. No, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, okay. Listen. Okay. But, I mean, okay. No, All sorry, right. I, All right. But, you know, it, again, jokes, crude jokes aside, um, um, just, just wait. Just okay. wait. Just, again, this is all uh, yeah, of your questions will be answered. Just, just wait, Willie. Wait, he says. It, there are more movies, he says. <laughs> yeah, no, again, it's it's a good story. And I'm. it's one of those things where it's not, it is not a, spoiling it would definitely take, it would be one of the few things I say would take away mm-hmm. from the story. So. All right. All right, let's wrap it up with this. If you if you've been uh, if you've been be- you've been patient this entire time, let's talk about it. The music choices of this film, because as we know, Star Lord is powered by a cassette player, more specifically a Sony Walkman. Yes. and I love I just I love that the tapes that he has are called Awesome Mixtape. Yeah, Awesome Mix Volume One. Later, yeah, awesome volume, volume Two. two. Yeah, a- amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely a you know an amazing thing to see, and it's very much the time because he sees, you know, as you see in the beginning, he's playing with that. He's in the eighties. His mom made him this. Yep. Very expensive. Yeah, very expensive because all the yeah, yeah very VK expensive said, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, it's yeah, but they did it and nailed it, nailed it on the head. Um, and again, it's like this Walkman. It's like one of the significance of that is like it was such a. I mean, from my understanding, and you and me were in the younger end of the Diamond Club community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't understand like just how much of a major that was for Portal Media. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, and but you know, we for sure it was though, right? Like it was such an a such a leap forward at the time. Oh yeah, no, and actually, interesting note. It's like, um, is that his Walkman somehow lasted twenty, twenty five years, thirty years mm. in space without really replacement parts around? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had, um, you know, yeah. Um, there was a. Uh, uh, he's got he's got very good preservation tactics. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, the funny and funny thing is, uh, one of the other pod, I listened to a spoiler cast of Still Entitled, uh-huh. the Adam Savage Project, and one of the, the guys there noted just after it's like, yeah, no, you had that for twenty years, but I, when I was in high school, I had four. <laughs> you have to get a, like, a new one every year. Yeah. Space oh, 3D printers. Space 3D printers. Right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I know. By the way, um, I, 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 it, this is this, of course, was made into a real soundtrack that you can stream on music streaming platforms like Spotify. And in fact, we have a Spotify playlist yep. in the show notes. And it, it, which we'll also which you know, we'll share. Yeah. And then it also has, you know, volume one and two on it. But, you know, the volume yeah. one's the first half. Here's what I'm wondering, though. Did they actually make cassette versions of these? Like, I'm sure those have to exist out there as collector's they, items, right? They do. Twelve ninety eight on Amazon. I might have to check that yeah, out. Yep, yep. Here's a link. Yep. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, you you had some notes on the uh, the music choices that they had. Oh yeah, no. It's again a lot of these like this is just one of those things where I loved how they the music they chose was and where they used it and when they used it. Mm-hmm. was very thematically appropriate like it definitely and definitely showed to either the characters or the this motivation of the characters in the scene like and i you know i really like the use of come and get your love um by a band that i pretty i should have opened up beforehand 
Mm-hmm. Um, Redbone, Redbone. Uh, um, him just he's just dancing, he's singing to it, you know, kind of just vibing as he's getting to it. It really shows the character of like this mm-hmm. is the carefree character who just does what he wants to do, acts like how he wants to act, and he does not care what people think of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's like, that that scene actually does come back later. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll leave it to that. But yeah, no, it definitely it's a funny scene, and I definitely I really appreciate of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a very much appreciative of like the the like the uh, the traveling like a traveling song mm-hmm. where as things are going and it you know the movement of the vehicle kind of matches the pitch and tone of the song that's going on so I, I can't remember exactly which song it was but you know as he's leaving the planet and getting off and escaping i think it was done very well mm-hmm. and then the use of hooked on a feeling as everyone's getting booked oh yeah old, i know, you know that one's my personal favorite yeah. Ooh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hooked on a feeling <laughs> yeah that's all we could sing without yeah i know it's uh it, it, luckily luckily we're we're so bad at singing that the dmca filters won't pick it up <laughs> yeah and then and then i get and there's some other movies have used this song but cherry bomb as like a, a mm-hmm. heist planning scene yeah absolutely much. It, i will say though too because it almost feels like the music is what gives star lord his superhero strength almost right uh, like is that uh, a fair way to describe it i would say because his emotional and his emotional strength is what i how i would word it okay because um he uses i mean we could talk to i'm not a psychologist so i can't exactly explain this in detail but there's a lot i mean a lot of people myself included use music sometimes as a grounding technique for when they're anxious sure. mm-hmm. or frustrated or whatever or they associate it with, or are some people also associate it with happy memories, like, you know, the awesome mix is volume one. So mm-hmm. that's why this soundtrack means so much to to Peter is why he was willing right. to risk his life to go back to get it as they were escaping from jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was one of those, you know, very much important things to him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's an amazing, it's yeah. a, an amazing thing to see. And like, yeah, it's, and you could see again, as we saw in the beginning, he's sitting there just quietly listening to music, trying to, you know, calm himself down as he realizing his mom's you know dying and it's i think it was done very well yeah absolutely so let's uh let's wrap up this talk of the movie rating time everybody uh i feel like i already know dolan what you're gonna give this movie's rating yep i two, figured two, a thumbs thumbs, up. Two, two thumbs up um this is definitely i mean i i'm in the second up doing the doing the pulling a kuhan and uh, doing the ranking on uh, that movie app he suggested last week, which we still yeah, need to get letter- set up for you. Oh, actually, we have it set up now. Ooh, uh, cool. Letterbox.com slash Cinemavention, I think, is the URL. If you search Cinemavention on Letterbox, you'll find it. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry if I beat you to the punch on that. But yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's definitely up there in my favorite. This, for your Guardians 2, or that, the two comedy-heavy movies are definitely up there of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I and same for me too. Yeah, I have to give it a massive thumbs up because this is I think this has been my favorite MCU movie so far because it's that mixture of of like I said, I I kept saying it's that mixture of comedic elements in a serious but like action-packed movie and I just love tropes that are like that and for me like this was just like what this has been my favorite movie of the mcu so far that is awesome awesome to hear and Mm -hmm. so absolutely well uh that is gonna be it for the show uh thank you so much to dolan again uh for being here in studio thanks for having me this is so awesome uh 
tell the folks where they can find you online. Yeah, well, uh, you can find me online at, um, I'm not super active on these, but I'm trying to get more active um, on twitter.com slash wormhole3, Instagram slash wormhole3, and coming very, very soon, twitch.tv slash wormhole3, where All I'll be right. doing some some of my miniature painting of my Warhammer miniatures and some various other things here and there. Uh, but most mostly I'm going to try to do some miniature, painter, min- miniature painting right there on Twitch, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, and Maybe one of these days I'll get into Marvel Crisis Protocol and paint a Star Lord figure. Yeah, they oh, exist. Man. I looked for it. I... Absolutely. Well, uh, this is a great episode, and uh, yeah, no, we 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 got so much good feedback, by the way, too, on the April Fools' episode that you were on. So that yeah. was a great episode as well. So yeah, yeah. Thank thank you for thank you for trusting me with mm-hmm. with 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 your show, and I was I'm you know I was it was a lot of fun, and yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see more of that for, with you know other other people in the community because you know mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it was, we'll, it was, we'll we'll have some more April Fools episodes that are kind of like that I feel like so we'll figure that out as we go but uh, of course I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show if you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners I stream it over on Twitch you can find me live there every Wednesday and Friday night twitch.tv slash wscott is one but it is available on demand. If you can't make it live to the people who support on Patreon exclusively, patreon.com slash W Scott is one. Thank you to everyone who supports the show and keeps this show running. If you have thoughts about the movie we discussed today, join the conversation in our discord, discord.cinemavention.com. Send me an email, email at cinemavention.com. And to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show, cinemavention.com music has been provided by kevin mcleod you can check out his work at incompetech.com and we'll be back next week as we wrap up marvel month we have one final marvel movie for this month we're going to be discussing the movie black panther with owen jj stone aka o doctor i am so excited to talk about this movie so look forward to that next week folks and until then we'll see you next time diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program (laughs) 